Welcome to the Six Demon Bag Podcast, where we pull random topics related to writing, comics, movies, all that kind of thing. My name is Ryan, but not Domain Ryan, just a different Ryan who's here sometimes. This is Drew, gaming aficionado, uh, anime critic, and political addict. My name's Jeff, I write fiction, sci-fi, horror, and Wu-Tang. This is Ed. I'm the author of Three and a Half Children, 12 Novels, 12 Unproduced Screenplays, and All Your Nightmares. This is Ryan, Jack of All Trades, Master of Most. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy New Year. We're back with the Six Demon Bag 2019, and the whole damn thing is spectacular. I had to tell my daughter there was no Santa Claus. What? What? She's 14. You monster. She wrote a letter. She wanted to know um, what the sexes of the reindeers were, and also what the name of Ms. Claus was. So we were going to Target. She was buying stuff for her uh, little brother and sister and stuff and everything. And I was like, yeah, so the kids like sent out their Christmas, uh, their Santa letters and everything. And I was like, uh, so what do you think Mrs. Claus's name is? She's like, what do you mean? (laughs) And I was like, "Um, if it was between, say, Carol, Mary, or I think I used Jessica or something from the... You know, from the special, the Rudolph, or the the Rankin and Bass special. And she was like, Carol. So I put in her letter, in the letter response to all the kids, that Santa, Mrs. Claus's name was Carol. Because I was like, I gotta start spelling this out, because she's 14. I didn't she, flat just, out say. That, do all do all the kids, uh, well, I guess that makes sense, they all compare letters? They all get one letter. Like, they get one mass letter. On Christmas, you know, so it's like they all write their little letters and I intercept them and I almost missed hers. I had to fucking chase down the mailman to get it (laughs) like he was in his truck. I mean, (laughs) and uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I I read all their stuff and then I responded to all their questions and everything. Augie like drew a picture of a cookie. That was easy. I just said, thanks for the cookie, you know, and and like, uh, you know, I think Willow asked uh, how Mrs. Claus was and stuff like that. But Noli had a list of questions, you know, and I'm like, do you think that's her way of coming to terms with it by asking more and more probing questions? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I think so. And I did. And I said to her. In the car, I said, and this is what I had said to her years before, but I guess never took. I was like, um, so, uh, you know, remember what happened when your friend Mallory told you there was no Santa Claus and everything? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, she's like, you got really mad and everything. And I was like, yeah, I remember, but remember what I said? And she's like, what did you say? And I was like, I told you I would never tell you there was not a Santa Claus. Do you remember I said that? She's like, yeah. And I said, I said, I would never tell you there's not a Santa Claus. You understand what I meant and everything? And she's like, no. And I was like, oh, God. So I put, so Santa, Mrs. Claus's name is Carol now because <laughs> Noli came up with Carol. Because so I wanted her to kind of, it, team. I wanted her to kind of feel like she also contributed to the wonder that I'm unraveling that, with the kids and everything, you, you know. know. But then, like, a couple, like a week ago, she asked me, so what about the Tooth Fairy? There's no Tooth Fairy? 
Oh, and man, we like, thought we had that one wrapped up in a I nice little like, bow. I was like, what do you think? And she's like, so you wrote that, so who wrote that Tooth Fairy letter and everything? And I was like, mm, you know, I kind of did the collar thing and everything. Aww. You mean unborn children don't get their teeth <laughs> replaced? Hands? Yeah, and she was like, so you, but it was in a tiny little hand. Like, how did you write that and everything? And I was like... I'm really good. <laughs> oh man! And she was, and I was like, "So did you? Uh, so you weren't like creeped out by the? What about the?" And I said, "I brought up the thing. What about the fact that like infants get their teeth from you know the teeth that you lose and everything? You weren't creeped out by that and everything." And she's like, "You made that up." And I was like, "You're oh, sick." At least she didn't burst into tears. No, she did not burst into tears or anything. Was I she kinda, angry? I kind of no. She wasn't angry. I asked her, "Are you angry at me and everything?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "Okay." Ah, she's just, writing her murder she's, list. She's writing something. I was just kind of like, you know, I wanted you to have that kind of wonder and everything as you grew up and everything, because your mom didn't have it at all. Like, nobody ever did Santa Claus with Sandra and all that, because of where she, you know, the kind of life she grew up in and everything. And, you know, uh, I don't know. And I just kind of said, I want to have it for your brothers and sisters and everything, too. So that was where we left off. <laughs> Yeah, there was no tears. I was happy for that. I'm I'm crying. <laughs> There's this thing that happens with some people, and I went through the same thing, possibly the same thing, when I was a teenage girl. <laughs> and that is that you're really feeling the pull of adulthood, yeah. but you're not ready for it, just and you're desperately to... clinging to yeah. your childhood, and you're just getting literally pulled in two different directions, and you don't know what to do. And it's really difficult. It's a really, really difficult time. Yeah. I said my parents never flat out told me there was no Santa Claus. And I didn't either. I don't think I did either. Not flat out. You're a true politician. Did you break the truth to them about Baby New Year? (laughs) (laughs) We never did Baby New Year. Baby New Year has been you in a diaper this whole time. (laughs) We never did Baby New Year. We never did uh, Easter Bunny either. As long as they still believe in Krampus, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, fear is Augie does. still important. Augie's all about Krampus lately. He's just yeah. oh, like I showed him a picture. He I'd mentioned Krampus because I think because we were talking about it and everything, and he was like, "What's Krampus?" And I showed them both a picture, and it was some picture of like Krampus like dangling a child by his ankle or something, <laughs> and he's been obsessed with Krampus. Wow. <laughs> Do the blank. There was, in fact, a do the Urkel, just like there was a do the Freddy. There's do the Bart, man. Do the Bart. So this was the topic where we were like, I bet. So like in the 80s and 90s, if anything became even remotely popular, there would inevitably, because rap was kind of like the cool appropriated thing, there would be a do the blank. So we were just, just, we decided let's just throw out whatever we thought was popular and then find the do the blank version of it. So there was do the Bartman, there was do the Freddy, there was do the Oracle. My kids were laughing uh, the other day when I was singing doing the butt to them. Yeah, they had never heard those. Yeah. Yeah. Butts were pretty popular doing in the, the 90s. Butt, that's still true. popular. Do the where's the beef? Where's the beef? Uh, there's a song called Do the Lurch, which is like a <laughs> horrible Adam's family, Adam's family cash grab, hmm. which is fantastic. Uh, do, yourself a f- do yourself a favor <laughs> and listen to Do the Lurch. Hey, Lurch. Teach 
Is that by Hammer? No, did, that's just that did, was he did that Adam's Family, Adam's family song yeah, Adam's Groove. Um, <laughs> I still know what kick and they slap a friend means. They kick and they slap a friend. Adam's Family, they're sadomasochists. Yeah. It's true, even down to Little Wednesday, or Pugsley. Especially Little Pugsley Wednesday. Pugsley was smaller, right? Who was younger, Pugsley, Pugsley. or Wednesday? Anyway, doing the do. Which I think was a Mountain Dew thing, but also there was a song by uh, that predated all of this by Holland Wolf called "Do the Do." There was never a "Do the Rambo" that I'm aware of. <laughs> Is there a do the Fonz? It's called do the Fonzie. Do you guys ever notice that the lead singer ACDC sounds like Cobra Commander Chris Lotta? Never thought about it. I don't know why Cobra Commander didn't join out for Cold Slither because he could have freaking rocked that shit. <laughs> Just saying. Ryan, we never talked about Senior Plumber's Final Fiesta. Oh, yeah, no, we did we? Didn't we? Wow. No, I guess we didn't. Senior Plumber. When we went to Scare LA, two years ago, we entered this drawing to win free tickets to this show called Kaidan, and Jeff won the ticket. I remember that. And went to the show, and he had a great time and everything, but uh, he only had one ticket, and the show was like 80 bucks, so I was like, fuck that, enjoy. This year, it was the same troupe, and they were doing a different show called Senior Plumber's Final Festival, or Final Fiesta, and uh, so we entered the drawing again, and you had to write your favorite thing about Los Angeles, and this time I won the drawing, and I won two free tickets. What was your favorite thing about Los Angeles? I had ri- I wrote simply the quiet parts. What's your favorite part of Los Angeles? The quiet parts. And I guess that was enough. Hmm. Unless it was a random drawing. I never got that question answered. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about this last time? About how on New Year's and Christmas, all the transplants goes back. Oh, yeah. And it gets nice and quiet. Uh, but yeah, it was a really cool show. It was out in Plummer Park. So this guy... Senior Plumber, I forget. Oh, Eugenio Plumber lived in Los Angeles, and his family owned just all the land in the city before it was like a real city, like out in the old west. And uh, so it was like an interactive show where three actors played him in his youth, in his like middle age, and in his slightly older age. And also, they had a weird puppet that was like the super old version of him. It was pretty cool uh it started as um sort of a a, a author talk mm-hmm. and so there's a guy in a suit and he was selling copies of this book about this old man senior plumber who he had written a biography of and in telling the life story of senior plumber it was also the story of how los angeles came to be mm-hmm. and at a certain point 
you know, he's like, he's got a slide projector and he's talking about the book and someone starts banging on the door. And so they go, they open it and a bunch of puppeteers carry in this old wizened puppet who's like, that's not how it happened. We're here for a fiesta. And he starts talking. And as he starts talking, his memories start getting confused and his voice starts doubling and then looping. Mm -hmm. And then two Mm. younger versions of him come out, two actors. And they're like, if you want to know the real story, follow me. And so at that point, everyone stands up and then you follow his young, younger self or his middle-aged yeah, self. Yeah, you have to or choose. You have to choose these uh, different paths. And um, so Ryan and I uh, headed off after the, the young guy and like we went into a saloon and then there was a, a secret back room in the saloon. We went, uh, we went into this like pirate cave and they had um, uh, this like shadow puppet show hmm. that was really cool. About Vasquez hiding in Vasquez rocks and stealing boots and whatnot. And hmm. then um, we agreed that when that sort of loop was over, we would go our separate ways and follow different storylines. Mm-hmm. And so like we went off in different directions. And uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was super fun. Really cool evening of make-believe and just like... Yeah, I don't know. Going to that saloon and just like hanging out and having a drink and playing cards. There was this watching them dance. Farting French whore. Oh yeah, they made me sit on a whoopee cushion. Yeah, they made Ryan <laughs> sit on a whoopee cushion that they were planning because this like weird dog woman, <laughs> this like French prostitute who was all over this guy. He's like, I have a plan to make sure we can get rid of this french dog prostitute woman which was to make her sit on a whoopee cushion so she'd be so mortified she'd run away but first they made ryan sit on the whoopee cushion Mm -hmm. and then so ryan left i went i got led back to the saloon for this different uh really funny sequence where this guy tried to murder um don eugenio and uh you know with poison and it, it was a whole thing um and uh the old prostitute uh made me get up and dance with her and stuff and i was like oh i'm never gonna live this down <laughs> dancing with the old farting french dog prostitute <laughs> but uh yeah it was really cool well done huge cast very uh, huge and big so song many and dance numbers yeah. puppets a guy dressed like a shark hmm. he was like the land shark that was slowly disabusing all the natives and local people of the, their deeds to the land mm-hmm. so that he could, you know, develop the property and buy up all these tracks and carve up Los Angeles. Mm. Like that was the story going on in the background. It was really, really interesting. When was this? It was in November. Hmm. It was kind of our final. It wasn't necessarily a Halloween thing but it was basically our final sort of halloween post halloween extravaganza um but the whole night surrounding it was pretty wild yeah uh i ended up parking really far away and running to the park i was sure i was gonna be late and i had plenty of time and then after the play um well, Ryan, do you want to put that guy on blast or uh, yeah, I, let him yeah. keep his secrets? I, I got there super early because I thought I was going to be super late. So I just left, you know, because to get from the west side of town to the to Hollywood can take a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I left like two hours early and I just got there and I was just sitting around and I wore my scally cap because it was like old timey. So 
this guy came out of the building where it was and he just looked he looked over at me from like 20 yards away and he came straight over and he was like you're definitely here for the show and uh, everyone else was an old russian lots of old russians in, in this park, park or, and uh, they uh, all kept giving me the stink eye <laughs> and no exaggeration uh, but they, that's just how they look. They could spot me as a non-old Russian from, <laughs> from that's miles a good thing. away. When they can't tell the difference, you need to start moisturizing. I had them all fooled, yeah. for I am an old Russian. Uh, and so, you know, he's talking about the show a little bit, and I was like, oh, yeah, I won these tickets, blah, blah, blah. And he said, hey, you know, I'm going to... Oh, he was telling me how he, like, was a professional clown and studied at clowns, clown college and, like performed in the edinburgh clown festival and stuff and i was like wow this is really interesting <laughs> like genuinely mm-hmm. and uh, then he was like i gotta go get some ice so we can cool off the beers and then i was like oh well i'll take a walk with you over there because there's a grocery store across the street and then he goes okay well i was planning on stealing the ice because i don't have two nickels to rub together <laughs> and i was like well i'll tell you what i you know since we got our tickets for free i'll buy you a couple of bags of ice to like save your integrity so we went and got some ice, and then I got to go in, like, into the place before it opened and kind of peek around a little bit as we delivered the ice, which was kind of neat. Huh. And I wish I'd stuck around longer, but I was like, I'll be a professional, and I'll let you guys do your thing. I should have been like, show me everything. But uh, speaking of crime, so we ended up going back to that oh, Smart and Final after the show, and... <laughs> uh, and... We, we decided, because Eugenio Plummer, through the course of the show, old man... Oh, middle-aged, non-old, one step below super old senior plumber was, like, smoking a cigar, I think. So after the show, we're like, we need some cigars. <laughs> Ryan Ryan has been fiending for cigars for, like, two years. <laughs> and I don't smoke a cigar on average every year, but I was like, you know what? No, do I. Ryan sc- scored some free tickets. We're out in West Hollywood. we got we're nowhere to be. Let's celebrate. Let's smoke some cigars. So we went to Spartan Final, uh... They had no cigars, but they did have big bins of animal crackers, the good kind. And I was yeah, like, "All right, that's I'm, a substitute. I'm getting, a, I'm getting myself a big bin of animal crackers." So I uh, got the animal crackers. We used the restrooms, score, because um, the ones in the park were all closed. Paid, and then we went over to the next store over looking for cigars. It Which was is a Trader uh, Joe's. Trader Joe's. And then this also guy, didn't have any cigars. No, this guy surprise. runs up behind me and he's wearing a Smart and Final out uh, uniform. The Trader Joe's is like five blocks away. Yeah, and uh, and so we turn around like, what's this uh, Smart and Final guy doing? He's like, hey, did you pay for those? And oddly enough, <laughs> I still had the receipt for the Animal Crackers in my hand. But he thought I had stolen them, and the cashier had been like, I guess he stole them. And so this guy chased us down five blocks to get Jeez. back In a really crackers. sketchy area of West Hollywood. For animal crackers. For animal crackers. That was employee of the year. Yeah, yeah. Employee, employee of the year. And so I showed him the receipt. But yeah, Jeff was like, here's my receipt. And he was like, oh, oh sorry. Oh, geez, i got to have a word with this cashier. Uh, so then we eventually walked all the way over to this super sketchy CBS. <laughs> yeah. Or Rite Aid. Or Rite Aid. One of those. And uh, it was full Which of ironically did have cigars. An institution dedicated to health. CBS. Very, uh, very colorful late night West Hollywood crew. And um, while we were there uh, getting our cigars and buying a lighter... 
this homeless guy was like, can I have a pack of matches? And the guy was like, yeah, I'm sorry. He's like, I just want a pack of matches. And they're like, we don't, you know, you can buy a box of matches, but we just don't, we don't have single packs of matches free. And uh, so they kind of argued for a while. He was, was like, super <laughs> awkward because Ryan was the, like one lighter. I had the please. lighter in my hand. <laughs> so, so Ryan bought the lighter and we walked out and this guy was like, hey, hey. And the, the, I was like, put your eyes down and the keep walking. Up, we knew it. And uh, it was kind of a, a a loose and crazy night. So I was like, the guy just needs a light. Let's we got a lighter. Let's just stop. And Ryan's like, nope. And he kept walking. The guy was like, hey, I know you can hear me. Where are you going? Give me a light. I was like, ah, Ryan, help a guy <laughs> out. And he was like, nope, nope. Eyes down, walking. I was a little afraid. Ryan was afraid. I didn't want to get stabbed. And maybe for good reason, because we started calling him, uh, we're calling him Knife Hobo? Oh, because he had a huge scar across his face. Oh, yeah. Big old scar. Yeah, so we're calling him Knife Hobo. Dude, we could not shake this guy. No. He followed us for blocks. He followed us for blocks. So we ducked into this bar <laughs> that we found. We ducked into a bar. Which turned out to be this awesome bar. I forget what it was called. It was I like Joey's it. or something. Couldn't yeah. he get a matchbook at the bar? Yeah. Well, he did not follow us into the bar. We, we successfully lost our tail. So we lost our tail in the bar. Uh, we went into the bathroom. and uh, Not together. Not mm. together, but eventually. <laughs> but there was uh, homemade pornography all over the bathroom walls. <laughs> People were just taking cameras into this bathroom and recording the events that happened in this bathroom. I was and like, then sticking really... them on the walls. It was like the collage from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, <laughs> yeah, but in real life. Exactly that, <laughs> except a little more R-rated, uh, X-rated. And um, so I came out, I'm like, Ryan, you need to go in and check out that bathroom. That's crazy. <laughs> And uh, then I s- opened up the animal crackers. It was time to dig in. Not in the bathroom. Not in the bathroom. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, in the bathroom, in the bar, with the ho- homeless guy. Okay, different homeless guy. I did give him some animal oh, crackers. That's true, yeah. And then I gave them to the, uh, the bouncer and uh, the people in the bar. And I was just kind of like, you know, I-, I was rich in animal crackers. So <laughs> we were walking around, feeling good, handing out animal crackers. And... Eventually, uh, we lit up our cigars, went for a nice walk, smoked our cigars. Yeah, took our leisurely time. Took a nice leisurely walk, and um, we ended up at what, Cafe... It was Astro Burger. Astro Burger. And this was like several miles and several hours later. Goddamn if Knife Hobo <laughs> didn't come... Prowling around right the Astro after we left, we got in I the think car, we and I was like, and then he Ryan, was inside. Don't look, knife hobo <laughs> picked up our scent. I thought we erased it with the cigars. He's in here. He's looking around, sniffing around. It was insane. That was scary. But when we went back to the park, we saw that guy get chased by the cops. Oh my god! Yeah, we went back to the park. I guess because I oh my car was in there. Your car was parked there. And then the homeless guy. all of a sudden a guy goes pelting past us and was like, I don't want to get gay bashed. And then some cop cars pulled up right outside the park and we're <laughs> yeah. like, whoop, whoop, Lights whoop, flashing, whoop, whoop. And then the guy just ran off into the night. Yeah. And we were like, Whoa, He just streaked by. Holy like, shit. West Hollywood represent. But and then also, I can't remember if it was before or after, but we were just walking on the street. And I looked to my right and all of a sudden there, out of the darkness, was the Max from Saved by the Bell. 
Oh, they had that was created crazy. a pop-up cafe just exactly like, it was like the a Max Star Wars Burger. cantina for Saved by the Bell. <laughs> and we we're like, let's fucking we're eat like, here. Fuck it. It's just one of those nights. Let's go and in. And they were like, yeah, you can come in. $50 a person. Jesus. Like, Dude, no. And yeah. And, but that was like dinner and a drink, I think. And still a little pricey, but yeah. So that night, yeah. I, I still want, kind of want to go, but. Maybe for your birthday. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. When you're yeah, they won't be there by then. I think they're finishing up. Sub- but anyway, at any rate. So yeah, that was that night. That was cool. That was a good very night. Very good night. Adventures. Adventures. All the better because Ed and Drew weren't there. Yep, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Moratorium. I have two moratoriums I that I that I can't forget. Number one is, can we please get a moratorium on close up of hand caressing wheat? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is, is a thing. One. It, it started it, in Gladiator. It started in Gladiator. Actually, it started. It was really cool. You know cool. where it started? Dances with Wolves is where it started. Oh, did he do that in Dances yeah, with Wolves? Yes, he did that in Dances okay, with well, Wolves. Kevin oh. Costner he again shows us how superior he, he is. He did it with the prairie grass. Yeah. yeah. And I think we saw something similar in 300. Oh, God. Well, after Gladiator, though, Gladiator Gladiator popularized it, and it ended up in everything. And it was in an episode of Westworld, and that was the final straw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What's the other one? The second one is moratorium on boogers during crying scenes. (laughs) Again, after Gladiator, everyone decided that it wasn't a true cry unless you also have... Boogers. Red Dawn first snot bubble with crying. Yeah, okay, but no, again, nobody cares about Red Dawn. It was all Ooh, gladiator because he had the boogers on his de- at his burned wife's foot, and everyone thought it was snot the coolest thing ever. When the, he's got his brother's picture, he's I'd got say Charlie most, Sheen's picture, and he's crying. Patrick the most Swayze. famous snot bubble was in Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was crying, yeah. and she had the camera. Yeah. She was holding it right up her nose. It was also cold, so she can be forgiven because that I, was like a true snot bubble. Yeah, but I trace that back but to Red Dawn. Patrick I feel like snot bubble. Okay, I, I would like say anime point, in general. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, at this point, they're probably putting there. like because you know how sometimes they'll put eye drops if you can't do the cry. I feel like they're putting them in people's noses as well, so you can get that real nice trail of snot coming down during the crying scene. I've got one, and it's I'm horrible. Steal- I'm stealing this from David James Keaton, an author I know on Facebook. He uh, has been chronicling the angsty shower scene where the guy leans against the shower. <laughs> that well, that's le- been going on since his head film against began. the tile. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he has just a. You're cleansing. He your... has an immense catalog of like <laughs> guys leaning in yeah. the shower with their. One of those like them. YouTube supercuts of people pulling out their cell phone and yeah. it has no signal. Yeah, I have a moratorium. Absurd, belligerent conflicts that would never happen in real life. Like some kind of. Like a feud over knife hobo demanding a light. No, that that was real life. So I know in in they live. <laughs> Where uh, that big prolonged where, fight in the alley where, over the where, sunglasses? Uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper was like, "Just put the glasses on." And yeah. Dave Keith is like, "No, fuck you! I will yeah, but that fight was, you." You're not not moratorium on the they live fight scene. That's pretty awesome. It was a great fight scene, <laughs> but it is a good example of how people would come to blows over something that. You'd never fight someone. Are you like, living in today's one? world? Like, what's another one? So, I mean, maybe okay. they wouldn't fight like that sober. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the glasses or do make you kind of Europe do make you kind of high. Um, in the environmental disaster movie, The Day After Tomorrow, 
there's a character who is a weather forecaster. Mm-hmm. And he has a theory about some cataclysmic weather event that's happening. And all he needs is some time on like the national weather surveys computer servers to run his simulations he and they're like oh man a bunch of planes froze and just dropped out of the sky and these like dolphins burst into flames in the ocean there's some, <laughs> there's some weird weather stuff going on he's like i have a theory i just need some time on the servers to run my weather simulation and his boss is like no <laughs> and then like new york freezes and fucking saudi arabia turns sure. into yeah. water and then he's like, I just need 10 minutes to simulate this weather forecast. And the guy was like, never. So it's really a moratorium on um, ridiculous Overtime. plot contrivances in order it's, to provide some conflict. It's conflict to help the story that is completely arbitrary and yeah. unmotivated. This is kind of the same, but also not the same at all. But in this season of Westworld, spoilers, the robots are whomping the fuck out of all of the highly trained mercenaries. And yes, they're robots with like precision movements or whatever, but also they mostly have six shooters. And the mercenaries are armed with like insane machine guns loaded with ammo. And they've been trained specifically for this one job. And they're yeah. getting picked off left and right by a handful of robots with six shooters. Unfortunately, well, first of all, robots always win. Secondly, there is no sci-fi show ever where mercenaries are not just fodder. Yeah. Even like in Jurassic Park, yeah, where they're, they're specifically mobilized to, anni- <laughs> to, destroy to, to dinosaurs. contain dinosaurs. <laughs> and the dinosaurs like, yeah. meh. Final moratorium, since I've got it on my list here. Double fortune teller. Double fortune teller. So a double fortune teller is a character like in the werewolf movie Cursed or in Drag Me to Hell who they're like, hey, I'm a psychic. I'm a paranormal investigator. I'm a, I'm a gypsy. I'm a fortune teller. Come to me and I'll tell you what's going on supernaturally. And then you find out that they're full of shit and they're just making it all up and they're a phony. Oh, but then there's a but real... But when they give an the actual supernatural problem. shit oh. starts to come down, they're like, but... For real, dude, this time it's a real prophecy. Mm. And it saves time because you don't have to introduce two fortune tellers or two mystics. But it's just a it's a trope and I hate it. The only Weird. one that does it well is the Manitou. Because the guy love was the fucking Manitou. The guy was a Manitou phony. coming out on Arrow Blu-ray very soon. Awesome. Wow. Must buy recommended birds. So the protagonist was a phony who gets yes. involved in the supernatural. Was it uh, Tony Curtis? Tony right? Curtis. Yeah. And then he goes back to you know being Dude. a phony even Ryan's though given looks. Do you know Tony what the Manitou Curtis is about? Was in that movie? Do you yeah, know, you, you made me together. watch it. Yeah, well, I brought it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget everything that happened. But though. there was a, a, there was a little a Indian in her back, remember? In the tumor in her back. There was a little uh, oh, yeah, Native right. American like yeah. dwarf. It was amazing. I love that movie. It was a great movie. All right, final moratorium. Whoa, whoa, that was the final moratorium. No, that was a double <laughs> was moratorium. A, oh, was shit. A, double psychic moratorium. Double yeah. reverse moratorium. <laughs> final moratorium. <laughs> Magical people saying magic isn't real. We might have done this on a previous moratorium. I don't because think that's we a big deal. Did one. it is a big deal for me? <laughs> Wait, I don't, I don't explain. So in like the third or fourth Harry Potter book, 
there's Luna. Is yeah. is this kind of flighty? That can see the horses and all that. She can yeah. see these invisible characters that you can only see if you've witnessed somebody die. Yeah. Right, and the other people are like, uh, "Yeah, she's crazy. She sees oh, like so invisible creatures. It's like motherfucker. You all them. see invisible creatures. You all see magical creatures. Mm-hmm. What leg do you have to stand on? Well, what's another example of that? Though? Another example of that is um, I don't know if you saw uh, the. Elfstones of Shannara, or whatever that um, the show. No, I didn't. See the that. show, the first season was actually really badass. The only thing that annoyed me was it's this kingdom of elves and dwarves and people, and they're about one generation removed from this great magical war, and this guy comes back. It, they all worship this magical tree in the center of their city mm. and the tree is starting to die and it's like this prophecy foretold and everyone's freaking out. So this magical druid comes back and uh, <laughs> this guard, this random guard is like, hey, that's the king's chambers. You can't go in there. The druid blasts him with magic, just mm-hmm. launches him with, with a magic bolt across the wall or across the room. Nobody sees it. He steps through that door that he blasted the guy to get to. And all the people are like, fuck this guy. Magic's not real. That's all just a bunch of horseshit. It's like, <laughs> first of all, all your parents and grandparents lived through the magic war. Mm-hmm. I don't know why no one believes in magic. Secondly, this druid just shot a magic bolt. And now he just starts twiddling his thumbs like, well, maybe I mean, you believe in druids up. or you don't. I don't know what to tell you. I'm like... You live in a magic world. There's a magic tree that's dying. This dude just shot a magic bolt, and everyone is calling bullshit, and they're saying that druids don't exist. I'm kind of agreeing with Ryan. They blew their CG budget. Fair, uh-uh. <laughs> fair enough, but the king could be like, oh, yeah, I fought aside him when all the dragons attacked. Mm. Like, well, he's probably playing some sort of weird political... <laughs> anyway, it's more Game of Thrones is kind of like that sometimes. Game of Thrones they're like, They have like dragon that. skulls all over the place, and they built a gigantic ice wall to keep out zombies, and they're like, zombies, shut your face. Yeah, White Walkers don't exist. Dragons aren't Yeah, then why do they got the stupid freaking wall? Yeah. Yeah, moratorium on... I'd like to issue a moratorium on um, going to a game world. I mean, there seems... Not unfortunately, But they've yet to can't. make a good Mario Brothers movie. Well, I'm talking mostly about anime and how you always have this character who's, who's a shut-in. And he's playing video games, and then one day he wakes up inside of the game world. Uh-huh. I mean... Why can't we just, have an extrovert wake up inside the game world? Well, and, I mean, and it's, geez. Well, they and it's, did that in that Jumanji movie. The latest one. No, that was an introvert. No, there were there were there was also the popular. Yeah, but they, girl. those guys accidentally went along on the introverts' yeah, but journey. Still, like the popular people went in yeah. too. I mean, I've seen several of these things, and so far the only one I've really enjoyed was Konosuba, and it looks like this is turning into like a genre where this is just the thing. Well, it's a story type. It's, it's Alice in Wonderland. Also, it's video kind of games are very now. popular. I don't know what it's called, but. You can't have a moratorium on an entire genre or subgenre. Sure, you can. I think it's becoming a, a genre, but it's like just this thing where it's like, oh yeah, um, I can't like really relate to people. I don't leave my home, and Is oh it- wow, I am now in this world where I have all of these powers from my knowledge from the real world yeah, that I came from. And didn't really that's in. a good. It it can be a very good story. <laughs> it's it's uh, 
is promoting unfair wish fulfillment stereotypes for those of us who will never find ourselves inside a video game world with all the power. That is called lit RPG. Lit, lit R- RPG. Yes, literature. RPG literature. But it doesn't have anything to do with Dungeons and Dragons. It's waking up in a game world. Like uh, Ready Player One or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Ready By Player way, One isn't well, waking up. It's like up going in a, into a game going world. Going into a I mean, game world. Yeah. But it's... An, well, it's like, I have one thing to say to Drew, which is Sword Art Online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was pretty That's fun. Pretty you good. didn't like it? I didn't like the second season. That every, Everything was like super cool until... You see Asuna in a bird cage with this really creepy dude that yeah. was, yeah. So <laughs> that's when it got good. Yeah, it got <laughs> super rapey and super yeah. brutal in that second season. Like I was shocked at how fucking dark. Yeah, Nolly watched that and I was like, like uh, "Oh no, that's not for children." She did. No, oh, she boy. watched the whole thing, and I was like, "Because she remember. watched the first season." No wonder crazy? she doesn't believe in Santa and <laughs> wonder anymore. Find us at sixdemonbagpodcast.com, sixdemonbagpodcast at Gmail, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at sixdemonpodcast. Special thanks to Colleen Green for the use of her song, Why Do You Call Me, off the Green One album. This is Ed. If you want to find more about me, uh, you can look at my blog, emertelec.wordpress.com, Delirium Tremens, or uh, Facebook. I'm there all the time. This is Jeff. You can find more at Carter Wrote It on Facebook and Twitter. This is Drew. You can find me on Twitter at GenFactor. You can find me, Ryan, on YouTube at 20th Century RG with the number 20. <laughs>